0: This is the morning sports desk for Monday, April
1: 10th. And we got a scuffle on the Timberwolves bench. Anderson and Rudy Gobert. That's just something you don't see every day. I know the tensions. Eat.
0: That's something you don't see every day, huh, Corey? Tell me, what is it exactly
1: that you don't see every day?
0: Well, uh, for uh, those who didn't watch the Wolves game yesterday, apparently in a timeout in the second quarter after the Wolves were losing to the New Orleans Pelicans in the final game of the season with playoff seeding, on the line, there was a bit of a a kerfuffle, a bit of a scuffle, a bit of a third word that rhymes that also could fit in this situation. Uh, As Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson got into it, apparently one thing was said to another, and Gobert took a step towards Anderson and tried to punch him in the shoulder, as all rational teams do. Mm -hmm. Good. Uh, The Wolves... I said this before the break, Corey. The Wolves... Rudy Gobert was the Wolves big swing mm-hmm. this offseason. So far they've missed. But Rudy Gobert, he's at least trying to swing. Yeah, he landed. That that landed. That swing landed. That was that was the first big swing that had landed all year long. Uh Not good,
1: man. It's remember remember when the Golden State Warriors season started with Draymond punching Jordan Poole? Yeah. Remember when their season started that way? And everyone was like, this is not a good way to start the season. But at least they have all season to maybe come to terms with each other and figure it out. Mm, I think I'd prefer that
0: to ending the season like that. Ending the season like that. Now, the Wolves are going to play the Los Angeles Lakers in the play-in game, which that play-in game in L.A. is going to be bananas, first of all. Yeah, that's That's going to be just a... There's just going to be a lot of shenanigans. Maybe that's the best way to put it. But besides... I think the Timberwolves might lose by 25. They could. I mean, this is the weirdest team ever, Corey, because Rudy Gobert was then... there was in the locker room at halftime. Of course, Gobert was sent right to the locker room after that. But then during halftime, apparently Anderson was jawing again with Gobert, and the two were going at it. And then uh, Rudy Gobert was essentially told to go home. And he did. Go home. Yep. Now he issued an apology on Twitter, saying that the emotions got better of him, heat of the moment. Interestingly enough, there's a reporter for the Star Tribune, uh, by the way, uh, who, uh, who Corey, who owns the Star Tribune, the richest man in Minnesota. Who who is that? Also the owner of the Timberwolves. Oh, Glenn Taylor. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, they are doing an article on Anderson's leadership because Slomo has been a big part of the wolves success this season when they've had it. Mm-hmm. And uh Gobert talked about him being a leader and says, you know, sometimes he can say things. He's like, I try not to take it personally. He's a guy who wants us to win. I want to win. All that basically is what the gist of it is and looks like he might have took it a little bit personally. Now to be fair, it appears he was called the b-word uh, during a timeout. Oh, poor guy. But uh <laughs> I, I think I think you're 7 foot 2. Well, what Grow happened? Grow up. Apparently, Get over it. Apparently what was said, according to uh, teams, according to The Athletic, Johnny K, so a reputable source, uh, said during the timeout that essentially uh, they were telling Gobert that he Anderson told Gobert he needs to start getting some more blocks, to which Gobert, a literal seven-foot man, told Anderson he needs to get some more rebounds. Sure. Okay. What are we doing here? What are we doing here with the Minnesota Timberwolves? I'll tell you what we're doing.
1: We're punching the wall and and fracturing, fracturing our hands. Yeah,
0: just in case the Wolves didn't get enough shenanigans in this game with Gobert being kicked out of the game uh, by his own team and being told to go home in the middle of a must-win game, last game of the season, on your home floor, mind you, Jaden McDaniels into halftime, no reason at all, by the way, just frustrations because the Wolves came out flat like they've done a bunch of times this season. Punches the wall. And Corey, what's the record for people? Like what's the win-loss record for people who have punched the wall?
1: I, I it can't be good. Here's Mitch Hedberg has a joke. Mitch Hedberg's a stand-up comedian, and he has a joke about playing tennis against the wall, and the punchline is those guys are relentless. The wall is undefeated. The wall they don't they don't Um, At least Rudy Gobert had the decency to punch something that gives a little bit.
0: (laughs) I mean, Jaden McDaniels punched a wall, and guess what, Corey? He fractured his hand. He's done. Done. He's done for the season.
1: First team all defense. Think that guy would have been important
0: guarding LeBron tomorrow? And guarding John Morant if they were to win that play-in game? Think that would have been important to have that guy on the floor? No, you know, I think, you know, really... (sighs) Dang it, man. This is so tough. I mean, seriously, there are several points throughout the year where I've wanted to jump on this Wolves bandwagon and wanted to get involved. And two weeks ago, Corey, we were talking about this Wolves team as if they could get a six seed and they could really get into the playoffs and make mm-hmm. some hay and do all this stuff. And now, I mean, honestly, they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're in the play-in tournament. And they—here's the thing with all this shenanigans: they won that game against the New Orleans team that was fighting to try and get out of the play-in tournament. They won and had a comeback win. Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards played out of their minds, and nobody cares because of Wolves' shenanigans.
1: Yeah, they're the most unreliable franchise in the history of sports. It's bad. And I, I mean, they're not actually because Cleveland Browns exist and the Detroit Lions. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Cincinnati exist. Like, but they're, they're without a doubt in the NBA. Most they they are it's everything right it's from um, ownership dysfunction, um, uh, you know upper level management dysfunction Mm -hmm. to um, the you know what I consider disrespecting your franchise's all time great player.
0: Well, yeah, it's the Kevin Garnett debacle. It's it's to hiring players on the floor, hiring David Kahn and Kurt Rambis. Uh, drafting the, Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio over Steph Curry. The
1: Thibodeau hire after Flip died was was an all time poor choice.
0: The Jimmy but the hand not so much trading for Jimmy Butler, but the handling of Jimmy Butler since he got here uh, to Minnesota, and then his exit and all the shenanigans. Shenanigans comes up a lot with this team, Corey. That uh, are involved with everything in between there to him finally leaving. And then being bad under Ryan Saunders, Gerson Rosas gets hired, and then Gerson Rosas, uh, for lack of a better term, tried to dip his pen in the company ink and got got himself fired yep. for his trouble. Uh, and, <sighs> Corey, every step along the way, there's never been a period of the Minnesota Timberwolves where stability has been a part of them.
1: And even in the Kevin Garnett era, there was the uh, the Joe Smith saga where they – where they, um, the NBA loosened their tampering rules mm-hmm. after the Joe Smith thing, but not before they killed the Timberwolves for the Joe Smith thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I, I mean, just it's just ridiculous. So anyway, uh, they played the Lakers. Oh, Carl had thirty points. Anthony Edwards at twenty six. Um, Carl was really good. Anthony was arguably better. He had some big. T- Anthony and Edwards had some big time defensive was- stops in the final minute. It was a huge win. It was a huge win for the Timberwolves, and they're – I don't know, man. They're probably going to beat by 20, 25 in Los
0: Angeles tomorrow. They're playing the Lakers tomorrow. That is a – what was it? A nine o'clock tip-off? I'm sure Eight, it's late. Eight o'clock. Yeah. T- it's, it's
1: in L A. So. It's in
0: L A. It's on T N T. Yeah, it's going to be a late one, and it's got the potential. Either the Wolves get a gritty five point win, no Corey, way. or they lose by twenty five. No, no, there's no in the middle. Do you? Th- but do you?
1: What are the? What's the chances? What do you? Do you actually believe that, or are you just trying to talk yourself into it? The Wolves are the weirdest team ever, man. There's nothing out of
0: bounds with this team. You think
1: they have a five-point gritty win over the Lakers? Gritty. You think they're gonna tough
0: out a win over LeBron James? I think this is a weird team, Corey. That's all I'm saying. This, uh, the anything is in bounds. With they can't even
1: handle a little criticism in house. By the speaking, they punch each other. <laughs> By the way, you think they're gonna be able to go to the Staples Center and Le- and see LeBron James in person and be like, "Come on, guys." We can pull through this. Well,
0: technically, it's the crypto.com arena. Whatever. Uh, Speaking of internal issues, uh, to add on top of that with the Timberwolves, there's apparently a video of Kyle Anderson in the locker room at halftime basically saying along the lines of, you're coddling Rudy Gobert all the time, and then you want to tell me to focus or something like that. He said, you all have a decision to make. This summer, which of course the Wolves do, but also internally, why are your employees videotaping private conversations? That'd be like, Corey, if we had a meeting, me, you, and Dan, and one of us recorded it and put it out onto Facebook. Well, like there's a, somebody's going to get fired
1: over that, right? No way. No, because uh, this is conspiracy theory stuff we're getting into now, right? This is speculation central. With yes. CJ and Corey. Reckless speculation, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> No, no, no. We don't do that garbage. <laughs> we the, the conspiracy theory on this is the reason this stuff gets out is because someone in the organization wants it to get out. That's the conspiracy theory, is it doesn't get out without somebody wanting to throw somebody else under the bus. Yeah. And if it's Rudy Gobert you want to throw under the bus and it took him punching a teammate for you to finally release the Kraken then that's the way it's got to go. Uh, I don't know. No one's getting no, if somebody's getting fired for this it is um it is a it's a public stunt because they're going to get paid handsomely for their fire. You know what I mean? Well, it's
0: like the it's like the guy who leaked the video of Jordan Poole getting punched by Draymond. It's, it's some of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like you it's to, cl-
1: it's, that was to probably get a point out about how Jordan Poole's a problem. Like, Draymond's a problem, but like, like that's the Draymond felt he needed to
0: punch Jordan Poole. He doesn't fit in with what we're trying to do here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, anyway, Wolves back. Uh, obviously, they're back to their old ways. Uh, by the way, Corey, one last time um, the Timberwolves. In exchange for Rudy Gobert, gave up Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverley, Leonardo Balmero, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, the 2023 first-round pick, a 2025 first-round pick, a pick swap in 2026, their 2027 first-round pick, and the first-round pick in 2029.
1: And Walker Kessler.
0: Yeah, I did. You say him? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They, yeah, whatever. Uh, Well, you know. Like somebody you, asked me one time why I can't get in on the Timberwolves because they were starting to do some things. And you just want to be like, I don't have I don't know if you looked around. Have you ever watched them? Have you are you ignoring the we're in the living room, the house is on fire. Are you just ignoring yeah, it's a nice living room, the game's exciting, but like there's a grease fire in the kitchen, man.
0: It's the gift of the dog sitting with a cup of
1: coffee. This is fine. It's a, is fine. Yes, exactly. Uh Twins took two out of three uh, against Houston. Big series. You got to go this weekend, mm-hmm. and you got to see the uh, much-anticipated Twin Cities jerseys. How do they look in person?
0: Better in person than they do on TV. They always do, don't they? They look great. I wasn't a huge fan of the Twin Cities jerseys initially, but they, they're growing on me. Uh, there's a, a few people who get bent out of shape because they're like, well, they're the Minnesota Twins. They're not the Twin Cities Twins. To which I say... Uh, why what, are, are the, the twins? They're fraternal? Why are they Get called? Bent. Why are they called the twins? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they're yeah, they're identical. What is the mini and Paul logo? Because they're
1: mattresses. They're the they're, they're known for a mattress company.
0: Yeah. Just guys, let's not. I what, don't know if you know what the T C on the hat stands for. Yeah. Nobody's had an issue with the T C hat. <laughs> We're so.
1: upset about the uh about the M hat. Bring back the T C hat, but don't put Twin Cities on the jersey.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, well you know Corey the big highlight out of the weekend is is that the vibes were good in the twins clubhouse because at least nobody uh, tried to punch anybody so even though the twins lost yesterday to the Astros five to one nobody punched anybody so that's a uh, that is a win in my book this has been the morning sports desk for Monday April 10th.